Vandeham Sri Guru Sri Jata Padakamalam Sri Gurun Vaishnavangscha Sri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunatam Vitangtam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadutam Parijana Sahitam Sri Krishna Chaitanya Devam Sri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shivishakan Vitangscha Om Jnana Timurandasya Jnananjana Salakaya Chaksurun Militam Jaina Tasmai Sri Guru Venamaha Mukam Karoti Bachalam Pangolangayate Girim Yatkripa Tamahang Vande Sri Gurun Dina Tarinam Inindantam Pulakot Karena Vikasam Nipa Prasunat Chavim Prodrikritva Bujadvayam Hari Hari Etu Chayvadantam Muhu Nitantam dutamasu nirjara chaye sinchantam sinchantam urvitalam Gayantam nija parasadaya parivritam shigaura chandram nama Ananda lila maya vigrahaya Hemabhadivyachchavisundaraya Tasmai mahaprema rasapradaya Chaitanya chandraya namo namaste Adanana stidam janchaya Idam jace puna puna, Srimad Rupa Padamboja Dulisham Janma Janmani. <coughs> so, Srila Gurumarish begins this portion of his talk uh, quoting the Brahma Stuti, means the prayers of Brahma, <coughs> which are in the 14th chapter of the 10th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. The 13th chapter is aptly titled The Brahma Vimohan Leela. So, which means the pastime of the bewilderment of Brahma. So it's Brahma. You know, the head of the Sambhadaya, becoming bewildered, overcome by illusion, but it is Leela. It is uh, Krishna's um, pastimes. So, um, and this, although this comes so much later, it's the 10th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, 14th chapter, it was indicated in the very first verse of the Bhagavatam, right, that you could expect this. Why? Right, where it says, Janmadhyasya yaton bayad itaratas cha arteshu abhigyasvarat tene brahma hridaya adhikavaye muhyanti yatsuraya. Saying, even the, the gods will be bewildered and trying to properly uh, estimate Krishna or understand Krishna, to know Krishna, perceive Krishna, observe Krishna, whatever you want to say. So it's saying, even the gods will be bewildered about this. It's told right in the beginning. So um, then we, we can understand we are in good company 
you know, of those who are trying to understand Krishna, but are uh, the, the, how do you say, the, um, the limitations of um, mundane sense perception. Uh, prevent one from properly understanding or estimating Krishna. Like we've heard the poet William Blake say, um, when the doors of perception are cleansed, we will see everything as it is, infinite. Another way of putting that is, is when the doors of perception, that means the senses, the eyes, ear, seeing, hearing, tasting, touching, smelling, all of these the sensual experiences, and including the mind. And Guru Maharaj's terminology, what is, needs to be cleansed? Acquired prejudice, acquired tendency. When we're cleansed of those things, like in the first verse of the Shikshasana, cheto darpana marginam, bhavam, uh, cleansing, the darpana, the cheta, the mirror you can say the mirror of the mind or the mirror of consciousness. When it's cleansed of acquired prejudice and acquired tendency, he says, you'll see everything as it is infinite. Another way of putting it is saying, then you can have a glimpse of the infinite. Right? Who's described in the Bhagavatam, or the truth. Vedanti tattva vidas tattvam yajjjana madvayam Brahmeti Paramatmeti Bhagavaniti Sabyate described in three phases. Brahma, greater than the greatest, all accommodating Brahma, the extremes of the infinite, right? One extreme, greater than the greatest, all accommodating. The other extreme, Paramatma, all permeating within everything. One, everything is within that. Another one, it is within everything. These are the, the, the parameters of the extremes of the infinite. But then Srila Guru Maharaj poses the question, what should be the central conception of the infinite? Right? If those are the extremes, all accommodating greater than the greatest, all permeating smaller than the smallest, Brahma, Paramatma, then what will be the central conception of the infinite? Or the golden mean of the infinite? as one is all accommodating, one all permeating, the central conception, all attractive. And as I mentioned the other day, if you want to understand the relative um, attractiveness of Krishna compared to Paramatma, because if we look at a poster or a picture, we we'll go like, oh, um, Paramatma looks like Krishna with four arms. Right? Or, you know, it looks like Krishna, but with forearms. More or less like that. Oh, absent the fluid, a few, you know, some of his paraphernalia. But in one place, Srila Prabhupada said, what is it? Like, there's the sun, and we say, the sunlight is in this room. The sunlight in the room, that's the localized aspect of the sun. So you know what sunlight is like in your room? And then we have some idea of what the sun is, the, the, the magnitude of light, heat, intensity 
there is in the sun, which is 150 um, million kilometers away. But what's the localized aspect? The sunlight in your room. What's the localized aspect of, of you know, the, the Lord in the heart, the light in your room, the Lord in your heart. He's not marginally uh, more attractive. <laughs> There's an infinite magnitude of attractiveness. Even other uh, expansions of Krishna want to have a glimpse of Krishna. Right? As we find out in the Bhagavatam, Vishnu, <clears throat> Maha Vishnu, you can say, or other, on some ploy, wants to see Krishna. Someone asked about the saying, sweetness per Ajita, you know, sweetness personified Krishna in the Gita talking about opulence. Can there be some comparison to this group Damodar talking about the opulence uh, we heard from Haripanchami when he's talking about the opulence of Vrindavan. And what, what we have to say there, just, he asked the question, and Ajita can handle the answer. <laughs> and I say this with folded palms about him. The Krishna of the Gita is not sweetness personified. You understand? That is not Vrindavan Krishna. That is Dwaraka Krishna, Krishna of the Gita. When Rupa Goswami, again, we can think these things are just marginal, you know, um, um, marginal or, uh, how do you say, um, what's the word? Um, um, anyway, like that. But the, 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 when Rupa Goswami says, Sarvad Bhuta Chamatkara Lila Kalola Vidvaradi Atulya Madhura Prema Priya Mandita Priyan Manasa Karshi Murali Kalakujita Asanan Mordva Asam Mordva Rupa Sri He's talking about the, those qualities that distinguish Krishna. Well, it's 60 and then add another four. That's what I'm saying about it being more. So four more, but you know, 64, 60, that's pretty good, right? But really it's not like that. Uh -huh. These four, and, and it's, it's say, and one it says, Krishna, Murali, Kalakud, the sweet sound of his flute. So that's one. And that he has... Um, you know, had these extraordinary pastimes. And also it says, w w w what it means, it's an allusion to Madhura Rasa. Right? So what, what is being said is that there's no Madhura Rasa in, the pa in Vishnu in those pastimes. Lakshmi Narayan. Madhura Rasa, the full blown, express sweetness of Krishna and charm, seductive charm, etc., is only expressed in Vrindavan. Not in Ayodhya or Dwarka. Fully, in its full sweetness of expression in um, Krishna Vrindavan. 
So Krishna on the battlefield of Kurukshetra, that is not Krishna Vrindavan. We see Radharani and the Brajagopis, as we just heard in the Ratyatra, when they go to Kurukshetra, that's Dwaraka Krishna. And they cannot conceal their disappointment. So, when we, and remember, they're the leader, whatever we're uh, aspiring for a connection with, these are the leaders of this type of thought, feeling, etc. It's not just there are some uh, devotees we hear about. No, they are the gurus of this line, the leaders. They have the, the particular type of vision that we aspire to through serving our Guru Varga. And the audacity of these, you know, teenage girls to, uh, we know in one place, they're dismissing Vishnu. That just seems inconceivable if you think, what, wait, 60, 60, what is it about the four that make Vishnu, you know, pass, we pass on Vishnu? Because of these four other qualities Krishna has? So, and what to speak of that Vishnu, here, Dwaraka Krishna is not good enough for them. <laughs> and, and you could make the case like 62, or, you know. <laughs> not, so, those other, those qualities that are specific to Vrindavan Krishna, Swayam Bhagavan, who's at the right hand of Radharani, they have infinite magnitude to them. It's not just two more or four more. Right. So, um, those Brajagopis, they will not be satisfied with anything less but Krishna Vrindavan, complete with flute, gopavesh, Venukar, Navakishor, Natabar, Naralilahoi, Anurup. Krishna, Raja, Tega, Kela, Sarvatam, Naralila, etc. So, Brahma could be uh, forgiven <laughs> for misreading Krishna Lila, misunderstanding who is Krishna. But that, that is Krishna's fun, his play. So, <clears throat> the, the um, what I mean to say is the central conception of the infinite is the human-like. And as one is all accommodating, one's all permeating. What is its unique aspect? All attractive. That's when we, that, we first heard that from Prabhupada about Krishna. I don't remember hearing the phrase all attractive previously. We heard that Krishna is all attractive. And, <laughs> and when we say all attractive, we just say, he's attractive. And if, if you think it's just like, oh, Chris, these teenage girls from Vrindavan, they're mad after Krishna. And no, like uh, that Vishnu, he's attracted. Then what is, and then we just mentioned Dwaraka Krishna, he's attracted to Vrindavan Krishna. 
That's in the poetry of Rupa Goswami. See how he, and, and with beautiful poetry, he's telling us something unique that is special. So he's saying, and it's variously described, whether Krishna sees his reflection in a mirror or in a jeweled column, but he sees that and he's saying, he's, he's uh, stunned and thinks, who is this who's so beautiful and uh, charming and attractive? He said, I feel the feelings of Sri Radhika awakening in me. <laughs> Saying, who is this? <laughs> it's Krishna. That's, that's the effect that Vrindavan Krishna has upon Dwaraka Krishna. <laughs> so, uh, to understand Krishna, not, not so easy. I mean, and at the same time, easy if you get connection with the devotee of Krishna. Otherwise not. Right? So, when Guru Maharaj is making, uh, he's got the hidden treasure of the sweet absolute, the four nutshell slokas, he mentions that it was in his uh, Jivan Amritam that he first gave a particular interpretation of this verse, ahang sarva, just uh, uh, Bhagavatam saying, janmadhyasiyatam, everything's coming from him. But there, Vishwanath says, and more specifically, everything's springing out of Madhura rasa. All other rasas are clients. All other rasas are satellites of Madhura rasa to uh, exalt. There, ha there, there couldn't just be one. Like, there's not just sweet. We especially appreciate sweet after bitter, salty, pungent, sour. You know. Then we, uh, our, our appreciation for sweet is enhanced by these other things. So in a similar way, all the other rasas, we're told, they're clients, they're satellites of Madhura rasa. Everything comes from Madhura rasa. It's springing out from that. But in the Gita, Saying everything comes from me. So Guru says, so I gave this interpretation and put in the Panajivan Amrita that yes, everything comes from me and including uh, how to serve me or how to worship me. That also comes from me. In one way, when I descend as Mahaprabhu, descends with his devotees and he's showing this. But is he showing generic devotion or something more specific than that? We know. Radha Baba Duti Subalita. He's enveloped in the heart of Radharani and the radiance of the heart is the halo, converting Shama Sundar Krishna into Gauranga Sundar Mahaprabhu. So the devotion he's showing is not generic devotion, but it's her type of devotion. 
So when he says, Ahang Sarvasya Prabhavo, Gurumar said, I gave the interpretation. He's taken that Bhagavatam sloka toward Radha Dasyam, saying then when you really are captured by Krishna conception, that um, if you really uh, um, are captured by Krishna conception, then you will move in the direction of his potency. Ladani Shakti. He goes, as Jiva goes from, he says, uh, irresistibly being drawn to the central conception of the infinite. And he says, Sarva, on account of his, these qualities he has that are unique to him. Bhajaniya Sarva Sadguna Vashishta. The, the uh, natural reaction of the heart and the presence of Krishna is to offer yourself in service. That is the response. Not to want to possess Krishna or observe Krishna or any such things, but to offer oneself in service. Just as we're told, the, that Brahma who's bewildered and makes his prayer. What did he say in the beginning? Uh, before this one, abra vapuse taridambaraya. It's very sweet. He's saying, abra vapu means like a, the rain cloud, which we see here. You see them here in the afternoon. Very these ones that have that shama sun, you know, ganasham uh, uh, complexion. So Brahma says to Krishna, almost, you know, excusing him and so he's saying, you're very difficult to see. Remember, he's talking to him as a five-year-old boy. But this will make the foundation for things that will come later. So these pastimes are necessarily, although they're leela and have, in one sense, they don't need any rhyme or reason. There's some mystical sequence there laying a foundation for the f later what will be the full expression of the sweetness of Krishna and his pastimes with Sri Mati Radharani and Braja Gopis. But Brahma says, Abrabapu, because you're, have, you look like the dark cloud, it's hard to see you. In other words, he's saying, you're playing as a child. I didn't get it. I, I have some familiarity with um, Vishnu and Yajnavai Vishnu, that we do yajna with mantra and uh, fire sacrifice and all these things. And then at the end of that, there's some prasadam. And then we very respectfully, we, we honor that prasadam. Said, but I, so, but that, that Vishnu as Krishna would be having a picnic on the bank of the Jamuna, I, that I couldn't conceive. Right? Because I know it normally comes this way with this sort of majestic uh, grandeur and Vedic. Um, you know, the gravity of mantram and all these things. 
that that the person for whom for whom all the sacrifice is meant, like plays barefoot. You know, he has a a bamboo flute stuffed in the side of that, and he's sitting there with food and is eating out of his palm, laughing with his friends, and they're playing and joking. <laughs> You're difficult to see. That's what he's saying. Then what? Abravapu, Abravapu say, Taridambaraya. But if you're Taridambar, your lightning like dress means Hladini Shakti. This is Gurumar's interpretation again. So he's saying, Krishna wears the yellow dhoti, right? Sometimes we hear Radharani wears blue for Krishna. Krishna wears yellow for Radharani. But that yellow dress, he's saying, Taridamba, lightning light dress you have. What does lightning do? It gives illumination. So although you're difficult to see, when you're dressed in your potency, we can see you. You are revealed. So it's a very beautiful way Guru Maharaj is extracted there from saying, she reveals you. Ahang Sarva, it comes from me, but she is my better half. I come as Mahaprabhu to sing her glories in the world and reveal her, sort, her type of devotion. So, and Brahma, so saying that, Taridambaraya, Gunjavatangsha Paripitra, and you have the peacock feather. You know, normally we would think the majestic aspect of divinity, you would expect, you know, like jewels, crowns, and you're wearing a peacock feather, <laughs> the bamboo flute, and then a stick for herding cows. If you see, sometimes even hearing, it's just around this long. They just tap them. It's not like a, a like this. It's like a, a, a twig from a tree, pretty much. Like a, a small branch of a tree, and they just tap this way, tap, and, and so he has that in one side, the flute on the other side, sitting there laughing and eating out of his hand. Right? And his steps are, are very beautiful. Sometimes Krishna is described as like the way he walks is like a baby elephant. <laughs> so he's saying, so you walk like that and your feet are very soft and the ground and then this, forgive me for not understanding who you are. And we're, there's some part like this and Garga Sangita, we're talking to Srila Gurudev on his veranda in Kolkata and <clears throat> after all of this, see, and it can stream in infinite ways. So Kaviraj Goswami has a dialogue in Charitamritam, Narayanastam Nahi Sarvadehinam, where Brahma is saying, this little boy, imagine, Brahma, he's like 150 uh, trillion years old. <clears throat> and talking to Krishna, who's five, and saying, are you not my father? 
You know, <laughs> what are you saying? I'm five years old. How could I be your father? You're Brahma. <laughs> I mean, Krishna's teasing him in different ways. There they have a dialogue. But in other places, Krishna doesn't say anything. So Brahma makes all of these wonderful prayers that form, if you learn these prayers, you can preach forever. Everything's here within the prayers of Brahma. And look, I, I only said half a one so far. <laughs> Not even the one I meant to talk about. Right? <clears throat> but, so, are they going to say that... Um, What did I say before that? Oh, so at, Brahma makes all these wonderful prayers. Uh, they're quoted by Mahaprabhu, the, all the great devotees. Bhaktivinoda Thakur, Saraswati Thakur, Prabhupada, Swami Maharaj, Guru Maharaj, Gurudev. Everyone knows as many as possible as the prayers of Brahma. But at the end, and said to Granite, so then, then what did Krishna say? Because Brahma is saying all these things, including Tadburi Bhagyamivaha Janma Kimapyatavyam, Alma Yadgokulepi Karamangri Rajobhishekam, similar to Uddhava, but a little more gentle, saying, my, my aspiration is to be a creeper on the grass. And, you know, it's similar, that, that, that could be, Uddhava is a little more. Um, uh, direct and precise, you could say. But after all this, and so I said to Gurudev, what did, what did uh, Krishna say? He said, Krishna went, <laughs> like, you can go. Because <laughs> Brahma starts backing down at the end saying like, maybe I should just go back to Brahma Loka and run the universe. I said, mm. <laughs> then he could understand the um, qualifications of those who are within the pastimes of Krishna. Those cowherd boys on the banks of the Jamuna and the picnic and the Itam Ramasukanabhutya Dasam Gatanam Paradevatenam Mayasritanam. Sakyam Vijahu Kritapunya Punya. Prabhupada liked this verse very much, where it's being said in my What did they do that they get to play with him and have lunch with him like this? So, <clears throat> that verse, which so Brahma realizing his um, foolishness in trying to uh, estimate who is Krishna by uh, dent of intellectual or mental prowess. That's what I mean to say. Right? Here, he will reveal the only way that you can uh, properly conceive Krishna. Jnane prayasamurapasana Jevanti sanmukaritam babadi yabartam stan estita sutigatam tanuban manobir ye prayaso jita jito psi taistrilokyam. And this is Guru Maharaj's 
extraction from here. He says, learn to be humble, modest, and that is the path to come in connection with the superior. In other words, arrogant self-assertion is repulsive. Right? You could take it as positive and negative. If Krishna is the supreme positive, then he's, not, he's attracted to negativity, which Guru Maharaj equates to humility and, and submissiveness. That he's attracted to. And arrogant self-assertion is repulsive. So he said, uh, um, that is the path to come in connection with the superior. Then Gurumaraj, he does not mince words. Qualify yourself with the quality, that of a slave. Right? And this is where everybody starts to get nervous. <laughs> Gurumaraj is not afraid to use that word. And I understand. In, in modern context, it's like, you know, it, it cannot be said. But you have to understand he's, what, what is being discussed here. So I thought about this recently because of our Italian friends and saying ciao. You know, they say ciao for hello, goodbye, and, and other things. So if you look that up, as I did, It'll say, and forgive me if I say it wrong, but it's like schiavo or schiavo, schiavo. It comes from that. And what that means is what they used to say was, I'm your slave. And the other person said, and I'm your slave. And then, you know, proceed. So, and so, what, what do they mean by saying that? It means a particular level of uh, submission or willingness to submit yourself to another, right? That's the ultimate. If it's anything short of slave or slavery, then there's something uh, uh, left to be desired. So he says, then he explains, because I just, for modern people, I mentioned that slave, think of that as inviting submissive spirit. Okay. As much as we are submissive, as much as we are surrendered, we will be taken with much earnestness, much adoration. We will be accepted with adoration. So go to acquire the limit of slave quality and you will be adored as much in the higher quarter from the highest quarter, the higher region that we are meant for. Qualify yourself in that way. Uh, the highest quarter you may earn by your submission. If you really want a sphere which is higher and higher than you, the only way, try to acquire a submissive nature, the humility necessary to come to that higher plane. So, uh, in Bhagavad Gita, Krishna said, As one surrenders to me, I reciprocate that. Well, then let's think about this, just for the sake of you know, um, consideration. That, so, then that would mean if you offer yourself in abject slavery to Krishna, that he becomes the object slave of the devotee. 
If he's saying, I reciprocate what, what you, the way you offer yourself in submission to me, that I reciprocate that with you. And from one point of view, that's unthinkable. From another point of view, I could say it's inequitable, meaning it's not an equal trade. Because even if you offer your whole self completely, we're finite, we're tiny, finite souls. And then you get the infinite for offering something finite? That's not fair. But devotion is not fair. And it's in our favor. Right? (laughs) We're offering, you know, a finite amount at, at the maximum is still a finite amount. And then we get the infinite in response to that. So Rupa Goswami is saying, this is what is inconceivable about Krishna Bhakti. Kleshagni, Subhada, Moksha, Lagutakrit, Sandra Nandavisheshatma, Sri Krishna Karshini Chasa. We said a short while ago that the central conception of the infinite is all attractive Krishna. Everyone being drawn toward this, his beauty, charm, sweetness, uh, love, and affection of infinite magnitude. That he can, he's Akila Rasamrita, he can reciprocate every atom of every heart's hankering simultaneously and in a variegated way. The absolute cannot be anything less than that. And his, through his expansions and, you know, uh, the Purusha Avatar, Mahavishnu, innumerable universes come out of his pores. He enters his Garbhadakshaya Vishnu, Kiradakshaya Vishnu, Brahma, uh, Guna Avatar, all of this. Right? Innumerable mundane, innumerable Vaikuntha planets. Right? Ayodhya, Dwaraka, Matra, Vrindavan, all of these things. That Krishna, the central conception of the infinite, reality of the beautiful, he's irresistibly drawn in attraction to Krishna Bhakti. Krishna Bhakti. Uh, in the heart of a finite, he, that's irresistible to him. Right? That's what Srila Rupa Goswami is telling us uh, in the Bhakti Vasamrita Sando. That all attractive Krishna is irresistibly drawn in attraction to this. And think, what a wonderful thing is love or divine love. Then Guru Maharaj, <laughs> he says, <laughs> Admit that you are gross. <laughs> you are of lower stuff. Like I, I sometimes mention that uh, Auden, you know, the English poet, he has a line in one of his poems saying, We are composed of arrows and dust. That's what we are. Arrows and dust. And I thought, oh, He's on to something here. 
if you really want the higher association, you will have to admit this reality of your existence. Do that and qualify yourself for the higher plane of life. This is not cowardice. Real intelligence is here. This is realistic thought. This is not imagination. And then he says, it's the highest realization of the human brain, people fighting with each other and no further higher thing. What is this? Atheism, a hated thing. And then he laughs and he says, you know, the critics, they say, Gaudi Amad encourages slave mentality. Gurman says, a fool's remark. You are enslaved to this present half-knowledge civilization. You are all slaves of matter. And like Yamaraj, the god of death, Newton's law is there. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. You are exploiting and you will be exploited. Mind it. Don't exploit. Take just the opposite. Try to become a member in the assembly of the highest plane. And how is it possible? Come to realistic thinking. Because death will remove us surely from this plane, however pleasant, even in imagination, it may be. This dreaming land won't stand. So, this point of saying, you know, Gaudi Amad is preaching a slave mentality. So, Guru Maharaj, he gave an example, said when, um, Mahatma Gandhi, at, at one point, he sent out uh, a memo or whatever, saying that he needed an assistant. You know. So you can say, you know, executive assistant, or you could say servant, servitor, you know, however you want to describe that. But uh, Guru Maharaj mentioned the the uh, highest men in India volunteered for this position. Right? And it's like a non-paying position. Right. Great scientists, thinkers, writers, they all were volunteering for that position. Why? Because they thought, he's, you know, Mahatma, he's so great, he's such an extraordinary personality, if I can have even the, the uh, menial service connection with him, I'll be unlimitedly benefited. That was their thinking. So Guru Maharaj is pointing out, you can think like that about someone in this world. Then, then what, what would be, what sort of conception would you have with the the supreme entity and the opportunity you might have for an exchange there or some level of participation. So is that uh, a degraded thing? The, the, most, the highest men in society were volunteering for this so-called menial position to get connection with Mahatma Gandhi. But to be a servitor of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, that's a degraded position? Or is that, that's his response to this allegation.
then <laughs> Guru Maharaj, he is speaking to some devotees who are visiting and he is such a gentleman that he's, he wants to know if they're experiencing any kind of any inconvenience. You know. And then and they're saying, really, no. But Guru Maharaj said, well, yeah, you know, passing your days in a foreign land, there may be so many difficulties. He says, many inconveniences may come. But of course, we are to endure, to forbear. Whenever we are out of home, some sort of discomfort we must have to undergo. But we may not care for that. And now he's talking about because we're pursuing Krishna consciousness. <laughs> he says, this is not a pleasure trip, is it not? <laughs> or trial. Pain should be. Ordinary little inconveniences should be our association on the path of spiritual realization. Right. So we mentioned Brahma coming out of the Garbhadakshaya Vishnu from the navel of Garbhadakshaya Vishnu, the lotus flower atop that Brahma appears. He is uh, uncertain about his identity and purpose. Not unlike, you know, everyone at some point in their life. And we're told, what does he hear? Ta, pa. He said, ta, pa. Ta, pa. And from that, he gets the inspiration to perform austerities. So, ta, pa, tapasya. We're told, in one place Srila Prabhupada describes it as tapasya as voluntarily inconveniencing oneself for the sake of spiritual realization. The Olympics just passed. Four year, I mean, a lifetime of training, but let's just take the last four years of their lives, the Olympians. Right? They're pursuing this ideal. Right? The pursuit of that ideal uh, requires dedication, discipline, sacrifice. Right? It dictates what time they get up in the morning. Let's say they get up around four. I like that. <laughs> So they get up at four, regardless of what the weather conditions are, how they feel personally, what's going on in their lives, some good news came, some bad news came, whatever their economic, what, they're up at four. Right? And begin another day of discipline, self-sacrifice, in pursuit of this goal. It not only dicta dictates what time they get up in the morning, but also their diet. The pursuit of this goal dictates what they can eat and what they can't eat. It also dictates who they can associate with and who they should not associate with. And what time they should go to bed, what time they should wake up. 
So their whole, in other words, their whole life is, is structured around the pursuit of this goal. And we could add to that that uh, you know, there's only three metals, right? Gold, silver, bronze. Right? It's kind of like utam madhyam kanishta. <laughs> there's three, you know, that's, but, uh, and so there may be thousands pursuing that. And then three are going to achieve something uh, noteworthy. For all the thousands who do not meddle, they, they don't think that what they did in the last four years of their lives leading up to that point was a waste of time, energy, or any such thing. They will say things like, I consider it an honor just to participate to be a part of this. So I may have taken the conceit a little too far, but you see the parallel. In the pursuit of Krishna consciousness, it dictates the amount, you know, self-sacrifice, tapasya, austerity, you know, inconveniencing oneself voluntarily for the sake of spiritual realization. They're inconveniencing themselves voluntarily in the pursuit of that uh, of Olympic uh, perfection. Right? But it's similar. And I should add to that, they, that it's not something they do alone because it's very difficult to do that by yourself every day. So they usually have a group, an association in which they're doing it. And the association, someone's feeling a little stronger than someone else, they help each other by that uh, association to remain dedicated, self-sacrificing, disciplined. Right? And they have a coach. Right? And the coach is giving them what? Affectionate guidance. <laughs> so, what does Guru Mahar say? This is not a pleasure trip, is it not? <laughs> but to that, I would say, just as a joke, you know, it is the ultimate pleasure trip, right? We are the ultimate pleasure seekers. We're, on the one hand, uh, it's thought that people who are serious about, uh, uh, you know, um, spiritual path, that they're, you know, their lives are sensory deprivation and they're just denying so many, and they just live this pathetic, sorrowful life of, of where there's no joy. Right? Or at least that's the stereotype. But what is, as Guru Mahārāj said, what is not apparently a pleasure trip ultimately ends up in connection with whom? You know, as we say, reality the beautiful, Prabhupada had a pamphlet once called Krishna, the reservoir of pleasure. Right? Akila Rasamrita Murti, Rasaraj Krishna. Amnaya Prahatatvam, revealed truth. Harimiha Paramam, Krishna is the supreme reality. Sarva Shaktim, 
and he has so many potencies or shaktis and what? Rasabhim. And he's an ocean of rasa. So this, um, we could say that those who are pursuing Krishna consciousness are the ultimate pleasure seekers because they're not, uh, their, their heart's demands are not met by the temporal pleasures of this world. Whatever shall they say? Tapo dibyam putraka yena shatpam shudhye jasmad brahmasokyam twanantam. I could say more about that, but you should end with something sweet. <laughs> Prabhupada loved this verse so much. I'll just risk saying it. It's from the Bhagavatam. Are you going to sue me for quoting the Bhagavatam? Nayam deho deha bhajam niloke kashtan kaman arhate bibbujam ye. It's Rishabdev talking to his sons. And he says, My dear sons, do not try for the same pleasures that are available to the stool-eating pigs. That's what he says. Vidbhujamye. Tapo dibyam putraka yene. But engage yourself in tapo dibyam, you know, divine, not just uh, sensory deprivation. Tapo dibyam putraka yene. Shudhye jasmad. Brahmasokya Twanantam. Then Brahmasokya. Spiritual happiness, Twana, unlimited spiritual. That's what you'll get by following this path. But I have to say this. So Prabhupada's quoting this verse in Vrindavan at the Krishna Balaram temple. He quoted it frequently. <laughs> and he said, <laughs> he says, uh, it says, don't try for the same pleasures as the stool-eating thing. You know? So he, he says, uh, he says, and not only that, <laughs> he said, but I have seen on the airplane, they are, ta- what is it called? And this English devotee, way in the back, uh, here he goes, sausage, you know. And probably goes, just see, immediate response. Like, I can't for the life of me think of what it is. And <laughs> he said, just see, immediate. You know, he thought he was going to be given a gold star for helping. And now he's publicly humiliated. But, as your great countryman Dostoevsky said, <laughs> humiliation is the most intense form of consciousness. When you're humiliated, you're very self-aware. Anyway, he said, oh, I've seen. He said, so not only trying for the same pleasures, he said, but that, and he yelled out sausage, he said. And, and Prabhupada said, classically, like, he said, I do not know if they were taking at home. Like maybe just on the airplane. <laughs> like the Indian man sitting next to me and he goes, Oh, I see you're taking veg. And I said, yes, I'm not. Yeah, I do. And he said, I take veg also. I said, oh, that's very nice. He said, I'm also taking non-veg. <laughs> so something like that. So Ramadan said, not only is it the same pleasures, but they're also consuming that, 
said, so, Nayam deho deha bajam niloke kashtam kaman arhate vidbujam ye tapo dibyam putraka yenashatvam. But do tapasya, and from this tapasya, the self, and by that we mean sacrificing oneself in service, not, how would you say, it's in the Bhagavad Gita and the chapter on the modes of nature, you know, the penance and tamagun, rajagun, sattvagun. All the different things you may do, how they can be, you know, uh, charity and tamagun, rajagun, sattvagun. Right? What is it in tamagun? Giving to the wrong person at the wrong time and the wrong place for the wrong reason. Rajagun, giving something, anticipating the benefit you'll get from having given. Sattvagun, giving because it's what should be done without any expectation. Still mundane. So when he's saying, tapodibhyam, but divine. As we mentioned, the, the prayers of Raghunath Das Goswami, praising Sanatana Goswami, Vairagya Yuga Bhakti Rasa Prayatnai, Apayayam Mamana Bipsamandam Kripambuti Yat Paradu Kaduki, Sanatana Stam Prabhu Masrayami. Raghunath said, I was unwilling to drink the nectar of Vairagya. It's strange to combine these two things together. He's saying like that. And he's saying, and Sanatana Goswami Prabhu, he's so merciful, he made me drink this nectarine substance. So we see unparalleled Vairagya in the case of Raghunath Das Goswami, but why? He's so, uh, he's feasting internally. He has very little need for anything external. But it is reminiscent of Srila Gurumar's quoting Saki Charan Babu, one of the, the first devotees of Sri Gaudiamat to come in connection with Srila Saraswati Thakur when he's just beginning. Still in Mayapur, Keshava Maharaj's sister bringing by some luchi and some, you know, lunch. And he's just beginning his preaching. And Tirtha Maharaj who was, you know, Kunja Babu at the time, and uh, Saki Chiran Babu, they're hearing from him. And what are we told? Guru said, yeah. Saki Chiran said, he was pounding his fist on the table so passionately presenting Mahaprabhu's Krishna conception. He said, we could not understand everything he was saying. He said, but one thing we could understand is he was forcibly trying to push some nectarine substance down our throats, inside us. That much we knew. So, something like that.
Shudhyed Jasmat Brahma Sokyam Thvanantam. Hare Krishna. Hari Hari Krishna Yadavaya Nama. Hari Hari Nama Krishna Yadavaya Namaha. Yadavaya Madhavaya Kesavaya Namaha. Gopal Govinda Ram Sri Madhusudan. Giridhari Gopinata Madana Mohan Sri Chaitanya Nityananda Sri Advaita Chandra Garadhara Sri Vasari Gaurabhakta Vrinda Jai Rupa Sanatan Vataraguna Sri Jiva Gopala Bata Dasa Raguna Echai Gochai Kori Charanabandan Jaha hoite vignanash abhishta puran Echai goshai jar muitaro dans Tansabada padarenu mora panchagras Tandera charana sevi bhakta sane vans Jano me jano me more abilans Echai Radha Krishna Nitya Lila Kori Prakash Oh Anande Bolo Hari Bhaja Vindavan Bolo Anande Bolo Hari Bhaja Vindavan Sri Guru Vaishnava Pade Majai Aman Sri Guru Vaishnava Pade Padma Kori Harinam Sankirtan Kohe Narotamada Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. 
Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. I go to Haribo, 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 go to Haribo. Bangshinas Babaji Maharaj Thirubhav Mahamahotsavatiti Ki Dai. I should have mentioned something about the glories of Bangshinas Babaji Maharaj just in brief that he is a genuine uh, Ragamarg, Bhatsarya Rasa Bhakta and uh, um, concealing that position in this world we're told, you know, that he's uh, sometimes uh, smoking and drinking, uh, t offering chai to gore and nitai, and uh, sometimes scattering fish scales outside of his ashram to uh, discourage insincere people. <laughs> And, so, and just to say in brief, like Saraswati Thakur, he's dismissing as infant class Vaishnavas those who are in Vrindavan chanting three lakhs of Krishna Nam a day and you know, crying uh, uh, tears at uh, taking Krishna Nam. He's dismissing them as being imitationists. And Bhangjinas Babaji Maharaj, he's saying he's genuine. And so we're reminded somewhat of Pandarik Vidyanidhi and the Gadadhar Pandit pastime, but just to say this, that... So, and Guru Maharaj saw Bhangshinaz Babaji Maharaj in his lifetime, briefly. And Saraswati Thakur's advice was, if by having his darshan and observing him, you think by seeing his behavior, the external aspects causes you to uh, not to think of him as the Vatsalya Rasa Bhakta that he is, then you should not go there because that'll be very damaging to you and your spiritual life. But Guru Maharaj had such divine vision of him. And Gurudev mentioned once is he has so much love and affection for Gora and Nityananda and they're playing and they climb the tree and Bhangshidas Babaji Maharaj is climbing the tree and uh, he is very concerned that Nityananda Prabhu, that Nitai may get hurt. So he's climbing there to 
protect him. And Bhangshidas, Babaji Maharaj, he falls out of the tree and breaks his back in this world. But he is moving in the upper world. And so Guru Maharaj went to see him, have his darshan one time, and he said that he, he said in front of everyone there, he said, Rupa Manj, Sri Rupa Manjri is moving with great service necessity in Vrindavan, and you're all sitting here doing nothing. <laughs> so some what we might call enigmatic expressions from him, but he is certified by Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur as being a genuine Vaishnava of a higher type, and therefore his day is on our calendar and we worship his lotus feet uh, in the line of Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. Jai Om Vishnu Pad Paramahansa Paribraja Kacharjasa Terasata Shri Srimad Shilabhakti Sundar Govinda Dev Goswami Maharaj Ki Jai Jai Om Vishnu Pad Shilabhakti Rakak Shridhar Dev Goswami Maharaj Ki Jai Bhagavan Shilabhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur Ki Jai Jai Saparikar Shri Sri Guru Goranga Gandharva Govinda Sundarju Ki Jai Shri Giriraj Govardhan Ki Jai Srupa Nuga Guru Varga Ki Jai, Nama Charja Srila Haridas Thakur Ki Jai, Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhunitananda Sri Advaita Gadadhar Shibasati Gopakta Vrinda Ki Jai, Sri Sri Radha Krishna Gopagopinath, Shamakunda Radha Kunda, Giri Govardhan Ki Jai, Vrindavan Dham Ki Jai, Navadip Dham Ki Jai, Sri Chaitanya Saraswat Mat Ki Jai, Sri Gupta Govardhan Ki Jai, Ganga Devi Jamuna Devi Bhakti Devi Tulsi Devi Ki Jai, Om Vishnu Pad Vishva Varenya Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Shami Prabhupada Ki Jai Sri Chaitanya Saraswat Mata Charja Brinda Ki Jai Jai Srila Bhakti Bhimalava Duke Maharaj Ki Jai Jai Sri Bhakti Lalita Devi Dasi Ki Jai Seva Brinda Ki Jai Soma Veda Bhakti Brinda Ki Jai Nitai Go Primanande From Madhava Priyadidi Lila Moy Didi, Crimea, Suchitra Didi. Oh, Lila Moy yes. Crimea? Yeah. 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 We were Su just talking about her earlier. Yeah, yeah, she's there. Suchitra Didi, <coughs> Malika Didi, Dandavat Pranams from Gaurantaraj, Malika and Janava. Bhakta uh, Bandu Das from uh, Mad Philippines, sending my everlasting Dandavat Pranam to Maharaj and told devotees, stay safe and always missing the association from you. Balaram Prabhu Moscow, Naveen Prabhu Lakta, Kalyanin Didi USA, Lila Sundari Didi Australia, Nimai Priya Didi Kiev, Dandavat Maharaj, and all devotees, thank you for inspiration and knowledge. Nandarani Didi, Aditi Nandana Prabhu UK, Krishna Kanti Didi USA, Jaya Govinda Prabhu Ireland, Gaur Prabhu, Arjun Prabhu, and Ajita Krishnadas Prabhu. Dandavats to Srila Gosai Maharaj and all residents Gupta Gordhan and all sweet devotees. That's all Maharaj.
That's our three translators then, right? Yes. Yeah. And this? Nandarani Devi. Nandarani Devi. Praneshri Devi. Somyasham Prabhu. And Orsk Dandavat. <laughs> He's waving the peacocks out there. Tarun Prabhu in Moscow, Dandavat. Seva Rupa Devi in South Africa, Dandavat. And Harinam Ananda Prabhu. Harinam Ananda. That's a name and a half. <laughs> Harinam, and more, it's Harinam Ananda. That's kind of amazing. Harinam Ananda. <clears throat> what does it say? Kabe Habe Bolo Seidin Amar. Amar Aparadha. Ruchi, Shuddha Nama Ruchi. My Aparad. Shuddha Nama Ruchi. Oh, Guchi. Amar Aparadha Guchi. Shuddha Nama Ruchi. Kabe Habe Bolo Seidin Amar. When will that day come when I will. Uh, experience Harinamananda. <laughs> All right. Vanchakalpa Trivyascha, Kripa Sindhuvevacha, Patitanam Pavanevi Vaishnavevyo Namo Namaha. Hare Krishna, Dandavat, Dandavat, Dandavat. Jai Shri Bhakti Sudhir Goswami Maharaj Ki Jai. Jai Shri Don't know what, don't know what. Don't know what, Maharaj. <laughs>